Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Rowing Chat podcast. Now, I'm actually in Alice Springs in Central Australia in the Northern Territory. And today I am here because this weekend is an incredible event. It's called Henley on Todd. And it's probably the only Henley you've never heard of. Everyone's heard of Henley on Thames in the UK. Many have heard of the Royal Canadian Henley Regatta. And of course, there are many other towns around the world associated with rowing, which are also called Henley. But today, Henley on Todd's organizer, Dominic Miller, is with me. Dominic, welcome to the Rowing Chat podcast for the very first time. Hello, Rebecca, and everyone on the Rowing Chat podcast. Might I say, I find it quite amazing that you're interviewing me for a rowing podcast. But anyway, far away. We will explain why that's extraordinary. Okay. So, you're a member of Rotary here in yes. Alice Springs, and tell us about the regatta that you organise that's going to be tomorrow. Okay, well, first of all, I'm not the organiser, I'm on the board. Peter Mostrom is our uh, chairman of the board, and we call him the Commodore because it's a nautical event. He has done an amazing job putting it together. We haven't had a handle on top for two years because of COVID. There was a lot of loose ends, and uh, an awful lot of work has gone together, and this is going to be our best one. Well, 60th, 60th anniversary, it's going to be a fabulous thing. A, a big round number. But tell the listener who's never been to Alice Springs. Alice Springs is in the middle of a desert. This is right pretty much in the heart of Australia, isn't it? It's a beautiful oasis with desert around us, yes. Um, right, here on top of the getter, um, in 1962, a local businessman, Reg Smith, said that we should stop lamenting the fact we haven't got water and make the most of it. We should have a boat race without water because you're in this is very ridiculous. But you know, Alice has a, an attitude of make your own fun yeah. um, and laugh at adversity. It is a is it a real trait of Alice Springs. So they started this event. Believe it or not, did it in December when it's stinking hot. Right. Um, December of 1962, I believe, and um, it was a success. So they've done it since it became a tourist event, and now. People from all over Australia, all over the world, come and see our fabulous dry river regatta. So there's a river called the Todd River that runs right through the middle of town, and it is a real river. It has a riverbed and a river course, and there are bridges that go over it. The trouble is that for something like 364 Four. days of the year, there's no water. But Alice Springs is very much like, have you ever been to Budapest? No. Well, if you have, we're a bit like that, because the river dissects the town, and on one side, many of Jason's room, now Budapest, they have their uh, parliament house. Buddha and Pest. Yes, they? that's right. Yeah. But on one side, I can't remember side, they have their parliament house facing the Danube. We have our seat of government, the Alice Springs Town Council, almost on the river. So it's very similar. Very similar. I can see. Just don't have the Danube River, we have a top river. Yes. So this crazy dry river Henley boat race has been running since 1962. Mm -hmm. Now, I probably haven't told you this, but when I was 18, I was doing a backpacking trip around Australia, as many young people do, and a friend staying in Adelaide said, you should go to Alice Springs. And I said, of course I should go to Alice Springs, but what you don't know is that Alice Todd, after whom Alice Springs is named, mm -hmm. is my great-great-grandmother. Is that right? That is right. Oh, really? Yeah, for real. Your great-great-grandmother. Yeah, so her daughter was called Gwendolyn. Right. And she married a man called William Henry Bragg, and their daughter, also called Gwendolyn, was my grandmother. 
Wow. And so I came here thinking this would be nice. I should go and have a look at it. Nine and I was introduced to a very nice family called the Kilgarrets, who owned yes. the only motel in town in those days. Right. And I stayed there. And Henny on Todd just happened to be oh, that weekend wow. in the middle of August 1984. But more than that, I got to race in it. And I had never been <laughs> rowing in my life. Until that September when I went to university and a nice man called Mark said to me, oh, you're tall, you should try rowing. And I went, all right, why not? And here I am all these years later. That's right. Back in Alice, back ready to race in any on top. And your great-great-grandmother's husband, mm -hmm. of course, was the famous uh, Sir Charles Todd, who was in, look, wasn't Sir Charles Todd at the time, it was Charles Todd, who was uh, in charge of the crew that made the Overland Telegraph Line. Precisely. Which, of course, is celebrating its 150th anniversary on Tuesday. It is indeed. So I'm here for two reasons. Mostly, of course, for Henley. Well, but amazing. secondly, because the rest of my family are celebrating that. That's fantastic. I've met uh, James Todd and Mark Todd. So another very descendant. That's amazing, Rebecca. I was, I was on the ABC at 7.15 this morning talking about the regatta. Lovely. Anyway, let's get back to talking about the regatta. How the hell do you organise a regatta in a dry riverbed? What, what do the boats look like? Uh, well, someone described it, if the Flintstones had boats, they'd be like that because they're all human power. Um, and we have a variety of boats, and this is where we think we could teach him on Thames a bit because we have a vast variety of craft. We start off the, the event at 11.30, was well, a parade at 10.30. The first race is at uh, Great Daniel Todd Mall. Um, then we have bring your own boat. So the idea okay. is you make your own boat, cruise at four, uh, the wackiest, wildest boat it, it will win a prize. Uh, we've had submarines, we've had arcs, we've had uh, all sorts of nautical craft. So my recollection when I did it before yeah. was the boat was made out of something like tent poles and it had banners around the side and yes. we picked up these tent poles and ran down the river and round a buoy and back again. Does that sound Well, yeah, something like that. Right? So uh, what people use now are either plumbing pipes or electrical conduit. Plastic, yeah. Uh, yeah, plastic, so it's lightweight and everyone has a, you know, a logo on the side with... And a sail? Do you have to have a sail? No, not in bring your own boats. No, oh, they're, okay. they're not sail powered. But we do have boats with sails. We have maxi yachts, which are our big craft, oh. with teams of eight or ten. So they have two sails. Uh, we have mini yachts, which are teams of uh, four, slightly smaller. And we have kayaks, okay. single-person kayaks. We have rowing fours and rowing eights. Now, the as you'll see tomorrow, the funny thing with the rowing fours and the rowing eights is everyone is deliberately spaced very close together. <laughs> so you can't run; you have to shuffle. And if you it's like a three-legged race, if you get out of step, exactly. you're going to fall over. And if someone tries to go too fast and trip the person in front and the boat will fall over, that, is, that is exactly like rowing. It's called catching a crab. Oh, is it? If you, exactly, in, in the rowing boat, you've got to be in time. It, it's a prerequisite for catching. Catching a crab is the way to keep your time. Okay. Well, no, no, that's what happens if you get out oh, of I see. time. Yeah. Right, you get out of time. Um, so we have that. We have uh, sand skis where four people walk on sand skis on our river. <laughs> We have uh, Oxford tubs oh. where you row down the sand using a shovel. Uh, surf ski rescue is an interesting one where uh, someone paddles out on a board, again mm -hmm. on rails, 
collects the damsel in distress, puts her on the on board. the board, and then the surf life savers on the onion reel the two back on a rope. On a rope yeah. oh, brilliant! I'm looking forward to that one already. Speaking of ropes, we have a tug of war contest which we call anchor the boat. So there is a mock up of a boat. Yep. Seen here, and two teams pull the rope on either end. Ah. Uh, and the winner is the one that pulls the first and the, the boat then comes off its platform. Um, we have uh, something we introduced recently, budgie smugglers run. <laughs> so for, for the non-Australians, that means tight swimming trunks. Well, yes. Uh, generally people, most people here, so it's generally guys running their jobs. Right, okay. Right. That's enough clarity for me for that okay, one. Okay, fine. Uh, we have the uh, Tour de Todd, so we cycle down the river oh. in great big cages, about two and a half metres in diameter. Oh, like absorbing? Yes. Uh, and you have to roll it around. Roll it around, and then you have to turn around at the end and come back the other way. Uh, we have Ironman and Ironman concerts, which are filling uh, 44 gallon drums with sand. Like you want to, obviously. It's sand shoveling, yes. A uh, little different events, we have. Uh, Children's races, races, lolly scrambles, all sorts of events. So we think we could teach hang on togs, hang, hang on temps, sorry, some of that variety because I, I think they're craft only rowing. They're extremely dark, extremely dark. Everyone um, going backwards. You see, you haven't got a going backwards. No, 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 no. That's, for, ne that's yes. for next year. You see, yes. then that, that will be real rowing. That will be my legacy to you, Dominic. Possibly. Perhaps to running, offer the backwards running race. We have enough problems running forwards because our, our, uh, Rowing people are so close together. Rowing backwards could be something we could look at introducing, Rebecca. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> now, because I'm here, I am actually going to be competing tomorrow. We have apparently three family teams. I have Good. no idea who is organising it, Good. what crew I'm in, but I will definitely be out there. We have a special event we've, we've created this year only for the Todd family. Oh, you're joking. Yes. <laughs> Called uh, where I forget what they called now. It's you make a telegraph line, so you have poles, you have to seat the poles in a drum, okay. so it's freestanding. Yeah. With uh, so they'll be with sand, so someone's got to shovel the sand in hot, so the pole stands up, and there's a wire across the pole signifying the telegraph line. Which so we're not, actually, we're not actually doing boat racing, we're actually oh, no. doing something else. No, there's a special event just for the top thing. I'm sure I'm not we supposed might, to know this. We might invite other members of the general public along, but uh, you can enter anything you like. Well, I look forward to that. I haven't I bought want to my see boat. Rowing race, please. Well, you've got to introduce me to a crew with a boat because I haven't bought a boat. Oh, no, no, no. You only, we supply all the. Oh, the boats are supplied. We supply everything except bring your own boat. It's a committee boat, Regatta, kids. It's all fine. No, it's all done. No. So, Fantastic. Everything is supplied. So everything is human powered, Rebecca, except our grand finale, which is the gunboat battle. So we I have, remember this from you before. Did? Yes, it was it's extremely rude. Yes. Rude. Perhaps I was watching with the wrong bunch of people. Oh well, we've tamed. We're, we're, we're more politically correct. More family oriented, but politically correct. Yeah. So there are three big gunboats, um, which are. Generally, trucks or four-wheel drive, disguised as boats, uh, with crews who disperse thousands of litres of water on each other. I remember not that. The, not the crowd. Um, flower bombs, smoke bombs. There's cannons going off. Uh, it is an amazing spectacle. 
and the winner is decided by crowd acclamation. Oh, so the who shouts the loudest wins. Who claps the loudest, etc. Now, of course, totally unbiased, I'll fill you and your listeners in that the best team is the Viking team. Okay. Because the Vikings go into the river with um, the mighty Viking team, enters the Hemingon Tot Arena with fire in their heart and determination in their soul. They're Viking men, Viking women, strong as oxes and bloody good looking. Their motto is victory leads to Valhalla. Excellent. And I'm guessing you might be on this boat? No, I'm an I'm officiating, so I can't. Oh. But I have been in the past. Yeah. There's two lesser uh, teams of lesser importance, but I should mention them because otherwise I'll get beaten up by the crews. We have HMAS Courage. Uh, HMAS Courage is built on a former military ACO international truck and military traditions. It has the capacity to carry 3,000 litres of water and believe they get rid of all of it in 15 minutes. Uh, they are armed with 45 mortars and the hottest crew in a never say die attitude. Their motto is, we will prevail. The third boat is the pirate boat. The pirates are swashbuckling and daring. They are notorious for being evil and brutish. They are extraordinary people who feel at home on the high seas and 1,500 kilometres in. Well, I, I can't wait. That is going is to be amazing. So make sure you've got plenty of batteries, perch, parent, your camera, and your videos, and all the rest of it. Yeah. So now you've been doing this for Gasel, participating and officiating mm -hmm. for some time. There must be some really good stories. There's a couple. Not in 83, I arrived in Alice Springs in July. I think the regatta was in here in September. Um, and uh, got involved with the local Rotary Club duty body, Rotary Rotary Missile. You've got a tennis should uh, enter a boat. So I was a bit of an enthusiast of hovercrafts at that time. So I made a hovercraft. Nice. And didn't know many people in town. So I said to my landlord, I'm going to enter a team and hang on to it. Yeah, I'll be in it. No worries. Fired up architect. So he got two other people. Uh, and I come along with my hovercraft. And uh, and this, I thought this will be a bit of fun. He said, right, we're going to swim at last. And I thought, I've been up all night working on one of the battle boats, and I was feeling a little bit exhausted. I said, you know, I have a too bad. So it, it, we, we get the uh, the coach speech, right, run out, you're going to win this, you're going to win this. I'm thinking, I hope I can keep up. You know, I couldn't keep up. So I couldn't keep up. I fell out the bottom of the boat because I had no bottoms, right? <laughs> On the way down there, and they're charging on as though nothing happened, and I caught a lift back on the way back, and they won the race. But got disqualified because it was one of the crew had fallen out. You have to start and finish with four crew. But you did start and finish. No, no, it was I, just I did in make, the middle. I didn't make that thing. So they're all saying, hey, right, we won, we won. And no, sorry, you disqualified because when he contestants for that, he was my landlord and he was furious. He said, Dominic, I've got a good mind to um, uh, evict you from the premises. And he was serious. He I nearly got evicted. Oh the other story is years later, um, I was uh, given the job of, uh, I was supposed to assist the person who ran the program. Now we have, you know, like a thousand competitors and it's a difficult job. And uh, they said, I was be, to be his understudy and take it over. Well, unfortunately, this, the, the chap who ran it was the great Reg Smith who came up with the concept. And he had a stroke that year. And they said, well, you're no longer the understudy, you've now got to run it. And I had seen a, a couple, I think, by then. So I thought, right, okay. So I thought I'd have introduced some motorising ideas. So we had staging lanes so people could form up. And, and I came up with this brilliant, what I thought was actually a brilliant flow chart of how 
the races were going to come. It was drawn up on a, an A1 sheet of paper by a draftsman. And um, a gentleman who had been involved in him, I've talked for many years, David Botcher, who became, David Botchel, became a mentor of mine. Fascinating character. He was on his way, I reckon, to see the coronation in 53. He was on his way to go to England, have some time. And he met his future wife there who'd been holidaying in Australia and she was on her way back to England, right? Oh, okay. So they met on the boat going to see the coronation. Anyway, um, he, uh, he he said, oh, Dominic, I understand you've got this, uh, you're in charge of running the program. This is, yeah, yeah, And you've got some idea of how it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. So I like meeting judges. So there it was. I unfulfilled my great plan. It was, I believe, my greatest piece of work today. I was proud of it. And he took one look at me. And I know I knew it was a look of displeasure, but I didn't know exactly what it meant. He became a mentor later on, and I later on learned, I hope this hasn't been spoiled, but I later learned that that, word, that look meant you're a young dickhead. And he said to me, he gave me this look, and I knew it was, and he said, quietly, that won't work. And I looked at him with a look of displeasure, and I thought, you stupid old bastard, I bet you haven't had original ideas since 1966. And I said to him, I'm sure it will work. And he went, and he gave me another look of displeasure. And I didn't understand that at the time, but I just knew it was a look of displeasure. But later when I got to know him well, I knew that that looked me, you really are a young dickhead, yeah, aren't really? you? So off we go, we, a, a couple of weeks later, the young bastard, so the old bastard, the young dickhead, and we go to the Todd River and there's, a thousand competitors, there's about 150 volunteers on it. And I've got my grand plan and it's not working. And I never before understood, I was about 28 at the time, I never before understood the expression wanting to tear my hair out. Because it was hot, we didn't, September it's hot or not. Uh, I had a headache, this thing wasn't working, I was on the display in front of a current this grand plan that wasn't working. And I wanted to tear my hair out. And Dave Bottrell came up and he said to me, Definitely the understatement here, this isn't working. And I was in no position to argue. I thought, thank God someone said that. And he said, now, what we're going to do is we're going to do this, 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 this. Throw away that bloody plan of yours. Blah, 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 blah. And he got it working. Now, the penny on top is notorious for running an hour late. Right. Because we, you, you get uh, participants who vary from guys who spend half the time at the bar. I was going to say... Time to young school kids who are so enthusiastic, it's life and death for them, Rebecca. And we're trying to get them, we're notorious for, for waiting for crews to come down. And at the table I said, forget it, they're not, not here on time, we'll start now. And people missed Bibles and all the rest of them. They left And um, it finished four minutes late instead of the traditional hour. And people came out and congratulated, John, what a great thing. I said, well, it wasn't long, it was day five That was all fine until about half an hour after the event, everyone stopped patting me on the back. The bar manager comes down, Barry Clavey. Anyone who's been down on Springs will know Barry Clavey since uh, past my book. And Barry uh, comes to me, So, are you in charge of the program, Dominic? Yes, I was. Well, you've stuffed it right up. I said, Well, we finished four minutes late. Like this. No, this always finishes an hour late. You've cost me one hour of bar sales. <laughs> I get it. Of course, <laughs> it's a beer fueled regatta. Well, it, we don't. We drink in moderation. Of course, we do. But uh, we do enjoy it. Um, so a couple of times, it is an iconic event. It's amazing how it all comes together. 
Um, the committee have been meeting since October last year. Yeah. Uh, we have an all new committee and a lot of loose ends because we haven't had an event for two years. But new ideas have been introduced. We've got event managers for the first time. We've had eight at person doing the event management previously. We have a crew this time. Ah. Uh, local people who are involved in festivals and activities around, uh, who do festivals all over the place. Uh, a young name, lady by the name of LJ Devlin runs it. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's got a crew of people with an enormous range of skills. And that is making it more professional. It's going to be um, the best thing I've probably ever had. Well, personally, I can't wait. Good. I'm going to be there from start to finish, from the parade in the morning, right through to the big battle of the, obviously, I'll be supporting the gunboats. Yeah. Right, so you, you're going to pick the winner. I will back the right team. Thank you so much. And to all of our Viking listeners. Viking men, Viking women, strong as oxen, and bloody good luck. To all our listeners, if you get a chance to come to Alice Springs, choose your date. Can I say one thing, listeners? If you never, you need to have a look at our website to understand how it works. So go to www.henleyontod.com.au and you'll see it all makes sense. If you've never seen anything like it, it works. It works really well. And I'll take a lot of photographs and I'll publish them in due course on either my Facebook page or Spiel, put them into the podcast. Before you go, Rebecca, I suggest you enter the kayaks because you'd be a better runner than if you're going to run for the others. Three will hold you up. So go in the kayak box, okay? Thank you. Always good to get a bit of inside advice. Happy. And to our listeners, till next time, bye bye.